In the last 10 years or so, we've seen a dramatic shift in how companies engage with their customers. Customer service used to come at the end of a transaction and was usually reactive. Service kicked into gear if a customer had a problem. No problem, no need for customer service. Today, customer service leads the transaction process. Servicing a customer now means a proactive approach, moving toward the customer and meeting them halfway versus waiting for the customer to come to you. This idea of moving toward the customer is more complex than it sounds. It means engaging with the customer through any number of different channels, email, text, phone, web, even direct mail. In turn, a business has to have a digital platform to enable those channels to function as needed. And as far as the customer is concerned, as expected. The insurance industry has not been a leader in adopting such a customer outreach platform. In fact, the industry has been a laggard, but that's changing quickly as more insurance specific digital platforms become available and technology solutions providers guide insurance carriers along their digital pathway. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerent, a leading Salesforce implementation partner. In this episode, we'll examine both the theory and the application of a digital roadmap for insurance carriers. Our guests include Don Vukovic, Gerent's insurance practice lead, and Robert Rudy, an industry veteran with hands-on experience in digital implementation and founder of Paradox Advisors, a company that offers technology guidance to the insurance industry. Terms like digital transformation or digital roadmaps may sound pretty cool, but they can mean all sorts of different things to different people. So let's begin with a clear, concise definition of a digital roadmap. Here's Don Vukovic. The term digital roadmap means a approach, process, and a portfolio of projects that help utilize technology to change the way in which we do business, and allow us to connect to the customer using the digital means that are available today. Now, if a roadmap gets us from point A to point B, and we see on the map that the distance is pretty far, does that mean that uh, insurance carriers can expect a lengthy journey? I think what we need to consider is, first of all, a digital roadmap is going to be ongoing. And it's going to constantly change and update as additional technologies, capabilities get introduced into the market, customers adopt them in the way in which they manage and operate, whether that's buying, whether that's servicing, whether that is research. So I, I think we're in an era where that's going to be a constant change. So when you look at a digital roadmap for insurance, it's really important to focus in on a time frame. And look at a three-year time frame, which is a pretty solid time frame to plan for from a roadmap, and do the first year and a half at most to two years in more detail than you will the you know the remainder of the three years. Then in your you know three to five, what you're looking at is you're looking at some of the general trends that you want to follow and you want to make sure you incorporate into the roadmap. Critical to all this, though, Chris, is that you have to have agreement and alignment on the direction that you're heading 
And what are the key tenets of that direction or principles? What are we trying to achieve? What are we going to stay on? What is the general path that we want to hit? Are we going to be a full digital advisor? Are we a digital transaction? Are we a digital service operation? Are we a digital research and information operation? Are we a digital third party? So what is it that we're really trying to do and get agreement from management on what that is to really hone in on what the next three to five years are going to be. Then once you get those three to five years, and critically the three years with some direction on the five years, you're going to break them down into viable implementations. So people use the term minimal viable product or process. Basically means we want to get 85% in, not 100% because it's going to change. If I start the project now, I want to be able to go live with that business item that I'm trying to put implement within six to nine months, and then follow up with another six to nine months and another six to nine months. And that may be one area that we're focused on, for instance, underwriting that we're continuing to improve. Mm -hmm. We would also have a portfolio that would do the same thing on claims. And so when you create these roadmaps by function or by purpose, the goal then, which is the more complicated part is to manage the portfolio as it evolves and as it directs and guides you to that digital interaction that you're looking for from a customer standpoint. There's good reason to implement processes and projects in short bursts of time, like six months, but insurance products have to be matched to the processes. Fortunately, there's a solid business argument for the creation and issuance of such products. So these days, what we're watching in the insurance world is the introduction in the marketplace of products at a faster pace that are more segmented and customized to the individual needs or affinity needs of our customers. And so our, rather than the one standard product that has to meet everybody across all lines, all segments, all capabilities, all states, all geographies, you name it. What we're seeing is we're seeing products that are finely tuned. Uh, So there is a base way in which you create these products, and then you're enhancing them. That enhancement is what we're looking at from the six to nine months, the ability to get in there. This is very much a specialty insurance style approach where specialty has been very profitable to getting into markets and segmenting and then being able to get out of markets fairly quickly as well. And when I say get out, reduce the amount that they're attracting. What we're seeing both in personal lines, commercial life, annuity, is we're seeing these segments of products that are, we have the the base definitions that are there. And now what we're doing is we're enhancing, we're modifying, we're combining, uh, we're going to use of telematics and capabilities to define the actual rate part. So That's a critical aspect to what the digital roadmap is about and being able to stay attuned to that and make sure that you're able to be competitive in the marketplace at all times is critical. So the days of spending three years to five years to create a product and implement a product are long gone, long gone. It is about speed, accuracy, and quality and not having to get the full space, but a segment of it and then build from there. Well, I think the foundational point here too, Don, is that the customer is being put first rather than the product. And once a carrier recognizes the importance of doing that, 
then from that flow these minimal viable products because they're serving you know niche markets and specific needs exactly exactly and you see some of these trends it's kind of interesting if you look at berkshire hathaway and their a spinoff for small commercial called three where they say the applications you know no more than three pages you know the uh, uh policy that's what we're talking about simplified specific capabilities and therefore that gets brought into the digital segment to be able to be bought serviced and uh, updated as we kind of learn and so we're seeing more and more of that going on the insure techs have really been driving that uh, there's a insure tech that focused specifically on dno their process is tied to the actual investment process and the ability of the investor to look at it being venture capital or private equity and the due diligence there and then leveraging that into their underwriting rather than building all that out themselves. So you're seeing this improvement in product, improvement in our underwriting, specified rating, and the use of third-party data to get us significantly down the field in the process. That's what we're looking at. Robert Rudy led a team that helped a large Central American insurer with its digital transformation. The company had set out along what it thought was an appropriate roadmap, only to find itself floundering. We were brought in actually after they had been, I think, spending a lot of money without a lot of return on their digital uh, transformation program. And, you know, we were called in to help them build a business case or kill uh, their digital uh, spending. Their bias was to move forward with digital innovation, uh, but they really needed a business case. <clears throat> so in our case, or in, in our uh, in our experience, building out the business case, which is what's the market opportunity? What will the new cost basis be? You know, what is the improvement we expect in speed to market? And are there new customers that we can access with new product offerings? That was the basics of, of the business case. And there were also some other benefits around attracting the right talent, um, you know, with, with, a, with a fully funded digital innovation program, they were actually able to attract a different type of person from outside the industry, uh, which, which helped broaden the skill set. Now, what, what sorts of things were they doing internally <clears throat> before, before you, came, you came along? and they directed their efforts towards an insure tech. What were they doing internally that wasn't getting the job done for them? Yeah, I think they, they took a hardware approach, if you will. <laughs> you know, uh, you know they, they took sort of a technology-driven approach as opposed to a customer-driven approach. That's, that's the short answer. Um, they were doing lots of interesting things with their architecture. They were building data lakes. They had put a front, a digital front end on their legacy systems, but that really didn't deliver much value uh, because they were still constrained with, you know, an old clunky legacy platform. So they were, the short answer is they weren't thinking about the customer need and they weren't thinking about, you know, the customer interaction and the customer interface as much. And when you, when you go from that perspective, you, you tend to simplify things and focus on, you know, what customers value versus, <laughs> you know, what you may value as, as an insurer. What's interesting in this instance is the insurance company's belief that technology alone would achieve the goal of digital transformation. Many companies in many different industries have made this same mistake. You simply cannot put lipstick on a pig and call it anything but a pig. 
That's why Robert's team recommended wiping the slate clean and starting over from the beginning. What I would say is we, we used a greenfield approach, right, which meant starting from scratch. And given their legacy system's inability to be flexible enough to move at call digital speed, you know, it was a relatively clear decision that we needed to start over, you know, in the cloud from scratch with components as opposed to start reconfiguring our existing uh, legacy or trying to add things onto the existing legacy. So I think the greenfield, clean slate approach in this case really freed them up to think much more broadly. Um, and, you know, as I said before, the customer approach, they were so constrained in the old, in the old architecture by uh, what they could do for customers. This sort of new greenfield approach really, you know, opened up a, a much broader set of solutions they could offer. For an insurer to develop and build out an entirely separate entity from the carrier's organization is no small decision or undertaking. But even though such an entity is the heart of a digital operation, according to Don Vukovic, it's not the only way to skin a cat. As we look at each of the segments and as you look at the uh, components, setting up what are called greenfield operations, where we really are trying to get a digital environment, a digital culture, a digital capability, is one of the ways in which to start the whole transformation. That greenfield approach will usually start with a very defined uh, product. It could be pet insurance, for example, that you might use, which is very defined. And then you're looking at the capabilities that are out there that are cloud-based, that are forward-looking, that you're going to build, and you then build in capabilities around product and how to design products for ease and flexibility, design the actual interaction that the customer has to get the quote and the product, the self-service capabilities, and you build from there. That allows you to really gain significant experience and capability in that. The other way that we've seen is we've seen organizations uh, look at and say, okay, I, I'm not sure I want to build a full greenfield standpoint, but I do want to get that whole insure tech operating model in and actually start acquiring insure techs or insure tech capabilities, which are tools. And you're seeing that happening. And organizations, especially the large insurance organizations, have set up that offline uh, venture capital, for lack of a better term ability to invest in these insure techs, get a position in them, and even acquire them going forward. And then finally, in the main line of business, we're looking at the roadmap as a new roadmap and leaving migration to the last part of it, even though it's a big part in migrating policies on one to another, truly not trying to match making the migration easy, but match the digital transformation that we need and then defining what we actually can do and cannot do when we migrate. And so there might be pieces that are not actually brought over from a migration standpoint because it doesn't match, but we'll figure out the workarounds because they're temporary as new policies renew and it's in the new world and data can be extracted much easier now for historical purposes to use going forward. So you're looking at those three models and depending on the size of business, the target of the business, the product uh, mix, we really look at creating a roadmap that balances that for an organization to create that digital uh, look and feel over that time frame. 
On a digital roadmap, like any roadmap, there's an obvious starting point. But what would it be, or what should it be? To put it simply, it's senior management being aligned on the project and being committed to it. In Robert Rudy's example, would that project have had a chance of succeeding without the alignment of management? Uh, no, definitely not. You know, I credit the CEO for essentially, let's, let's just say, admitting defeat <laughs> along the old path. And it was willing to make a clean break. You know, on the new approach, he held the folks accountable. We set up governance meetings on the new digital enterprise. We created what I would call a venture board, uh, similar to how a venture capital firm would fund a new co. Um, we created a small group of senior executives and a couple of outside folks, uh, out, you know, outside of the company uh, who had a digital experience. Uh, one person actually was in the pizza delivery business, uh, <laughs> and the other one uh, actually worked, you know, at a bank that had gone through a successful digital transformation. So, you know, even the, the new blood, even at the quote board level really was a breath of fresh air and got them thinking outside of their traditional insurance silos. And frankly, that's because in my view, you know, the talent, you know, required to build the new digital platforms, you know, and API enabled platforms resides in the development community, not in the insurance community. Um, so I think, you know, insurance IT functions have been getting much better over time you know, at leveraging what's out there as opposed to building building their own. So I think that in this case, you know, the outside perspective and, you know, hiring of some new blood that didn't necessarily have insurance experience, but were digitally native folks uh, really accelerated the, the process. And we got into the market in what I would call unheard of speed, at unheard of speed. And they're, they're typical product development life cycle was 18, 24 months. And we took that down to, you know, less than two, two to three months. And the cost traditionally of bringing a product to market can be, you know, in the millions of dollars. And so that the cost gets slashed along with the timeline, doesn't it? Exactly. Sometimes senior management may not be able to create needed alignment internally. They may discover it's a bit like herding cats. Robert Rudy indicated that establishing an external board partially comprised by individuals from outside the organization helped enormously. And Don Vukovic agrees, adding that it's in fact the first benchmark of success on the roadmap. So the first and foremost of the benchmark is really gaining alignment on direction. That's a very focused effort of an organization utilizing organizations like ourselves, uh, Jared, to help create that facilitated arrangement where people agree in general on where we're going. Specifics are still need to be worked out, but we have that clarity from a management team of an insurance organization or a division of an insurance to really go through the implementation process, to really be able to create that roadmap. So that's, that's a first step that uh, we highly recommend organizations go through. And when we find organizations skip that, we find that they tend to wander and investment wanders and gets lost. So really gaining that alignment up front is critical. And that's a milestone that's needed. And it's a documented milestone. The second part from there then really is looking at the current environment and the portfolio of technologies and how that matches to that 
alignment around what the future state is going to be. What is that digital interaction with the customer going to look like? What is it that we want to do from a service standpoint? How would we have it? What do we have in our portfolio already that might get us there that we're not aware of? What do we have to change? And going through a process that really defines that portfolio that you have. Then you get to the actual portfolio, creating those projects that are six to nine months in nature that build upon each other and create that roadmap that takes you for the next three years where you're not constantly rethinking. You may be adjusting based on new technology, adding functionality and capability, specifically as an example in underwriting as AI matures and allows you to select those risks that are uh, should be worked on that have a higher probability of profitability, for instance, in your queue. That would be an example that you may add on uh, to your portfolio, but you're going to create that digital experience and then add to it. Managing that then is critical going forward. So those are three critical steps that go along in that process that you can clearly mark in milestone going forward. You know, you mentioned partnering with, you know, implementation experts. So I would take from that that this is not a project necessarily that an IT department within an, an insurer could handle on its own. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you look at the IT departments, they're no different than your sales and marketing, having to learn how to use data, technology, information to get to the customer. You know, when you look at it on self-service, how do we self-service customers? What's needed and capable? An IT department traditionally has been set up to maintain and maintain legacy technologies. Uh, you can do a complete revamp of your IT department, but that would be a significant mistake. There's a lot of hidden knowledge, capability, and understanding, but you have to bring in expertise that has done these transformations over again, that understands how you manage, how you look at the different opportunities, how you prioritize, how you uh, segment, and then most importantly, how you actually implement and execute. That skill set is something that is not usually inherent in organizations and in IT departments in the significant transformation model. We do it uh, in, in small enhancements. Maybe it's a product in a small uh, enhancement. But when you look at the overall totality of it, that is not done. You're seeing organizations bring in CIOs who have that capability and then are looking to transform some of their staff to get there but it really requires external expertise to be able to do it effectively. And it doesn't mean a uh, hundred people that are needed to come in. It doesn't mean you need a thousand people to, to help you get there. It's specialized skill set that you want to utilize uh, that knows how to do this, knows how to drive, knows how to, you know, what vendors are uh, appropriate for the types of challenges, the types of goals that the management has agreed to align to can assess going forward and bring those into uh, the organization. And that's why organizations that have depth in the key technologies are critical to look at. You know, organizations that do the Salesforce and Salesforce velocity implementations when that's the appropriate choice to move forward because it's a full solution cloud base that you can tap into. Having uh, organizations be able to do that, to come in there and provide that expertise really does uh, accelerate the process in a way that reduces the risk for organizations. Well, let's let's blow our own horn here a little bit because this is something, of course, that is right up Jaren's uh, alley. The company has got many, many years of experience using Velocity and, and working with 
you know, the velocity folks uh, in doing such implementations. Absolutely. And when we look at uh, Salesforce as the underlying capability that runs across the key functions of an insurance company, and most importantly, the customer, the key functions of the customer and being able to bring a prospect in, manage it to be a customer, manage the service, the capabilities on the community cloud, the financial services cloud, the revenue cloud that really integrates to a digital environment that's a cloud-based environment. And our experience in implementing that uh, for insurance organizations, as well as for organizations outside insurance, which allows for some best practice and cross ideation, if you will, that may show up in a different industry that applies to insurance. We bring that to the to the marketplace and we bring that to our clients and they look to us to help them create these roadmaps and help them look at the execution in a tangible way that really builds upon each other as we've talked about. Some may wonder about the type of products that a fully digital insurance operation comes to market with. Can they be the same products that are currently available through agents or brokers like critical illness insurance, group insurance, universal and whole life products? But just by asking that question, you're putting the cart before the horse and the product before the customer. Here's Robert Rudy again. That's much more of a consumer behavior question than it is a technology question. I mean, there. I mean, right now, you know, the health insurance is sold. You know, the, the insure tech that would come to mind is called Coverager, and I don't think I, I don't know enough about them uh, to get, be specific. But there are aggregator insure techs who sell complex products uh, from established carriers. That's an aggregator, and they sell anything, you know, direct. So in this case, the aggregator is a wholesaler or distributor who's installing on behalf of other, other carriers. So I, I don't want to get, I, I want to make sure we're, we're driving this into kind of a useful place. Um, you know, I think that uh, there are examples of very complex health and life products, which are sold through the, you know, through intermediaries. Uh, the direct consumer question is a lot tougher uh, because you really have to have a you know very in-depth understanding of who those customers are, where they are, how you're going to engage them, how you're going to educate them. And in many cases, the more complex the product gets, there is a human intervention, right? So I think digital can help you move through the sales funnel to a certain point. At which case, in more complex products, you're probably going to kick it out to, you know, either a call center or an agent. That would be my point of view. Designing and issuing insurance products unique to a greenfield digital operation is one thing. But what's the effect on the other aspects of the operation, like underwriting and claims processing, for example? Well, I think we are able to put in business rules and encourage a lot more straight through processing. So, for example, in the underwriting and pricing process, you know, the simplified rules and broad product terms really kicked out a lot of exceptions. You know, we actually probably kicked out customers that didn't that were not a good fit. So we didn't didn't waste time trying to uh, win business we would not ultimately win. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that eliminated unnecessary work. And then once a customer was engaged, there were easy answers at their fingertips to simple questions like, can I change my beneficiary? Can I change my address? 
you know, there was a lot less need for call center help. And in fact, we launched the business without a call center. And we actually used text um, and email as the primary way of communicating with the customer. So let's summarize some of the key points in general terms. In order to build out a digital insurance operation, the first point is to have management aligned to the mission. This leads to the second point of bringing in outside digital implementation experts rather than relying on internal insurance experts. And the third point centers on simplified insurance products that can be introduced quickly and modified easily as market trends dictate. And all the way along the roadmap, be aware of new technologies that can be brought in to make the digital operation even stronger and more effective for customers. It's a lot to take in, but it's being done every day in the industry with great effect. Insurance is undergoing its 4.0 rebirth with customers as the key beneficiaries, pun intended. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, produced by Jarrett. Our thanks to Don Vukovic, Jarrett's insurance practice lead, and Robert Rudy, managing partner of Paradox Advisors, for their contributions to this episode. Technical production is by Dave Grine from the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. And I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for listening.